0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: It is the MIGScast,
2: and I am Steve Miggs, and I am here with the Reverend Fuego. hello Just the two of us. You and I you try oh, yeah. just to do. I don't uh, remember like yeah, that's the, about,
1: the lyrics That's all I know I don't <laughs> even
2: remember Who was that?
1: Uh, I know Will Smith did it, didn't he? You know I think you might be With right With his kid Jaden oh, before he wait. got weird
2: they, That was something that happened, came out before them Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. I just okay. don't know
1: the other one <laughs>
2: Grover Washington uh, What? What? Grover Washington. That's what here, let's see what this one sounds like. Oh no! Uh, th- this is in other words, Glenn is not here today. <laughs> He's uh, Big Raj is leaving town today, so he wanted to hang out with him right before he left. It so I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It is your father. Gosh, right? That was fun last week having Dude, that uh, Big was amazing. Raj and y- and, yeah,
1: they were both awesome. Yola as well. I want to call her Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean I remember the Will Smith and this boy starts rapping. Oh yeah! And the beauty of it all, of it all. Grover Washington. Sounds a little more to Kermit to me. My mind
2: mind <laughs> <when> I, <think laughs> I wanna spend, spend more time, time with you. Just the two of us. Just, just us. the two just of us. us. Rep Steve. <laughs> <laughs> just the two of us. Oh, what am I doing here? Just all right. the two of us. Nice And then here's a... Now, Dad, this
1: is a very sensitive subject. Oh, gosh. You're right. Yeah, man. Now, Dad, this is a very sensitive subject. Is Mom not around? It's like talking when he grows. Yeah, I think so. Might be for, like, the happiness uh, movie. Oh. It's on Big Willie style. Yeah, it is. That record. Oh, yeah. Oh, Breaking it down.
2: Just... People are like, so this is what happens when doesn't come on the podcast? Yeah, sorry, guys. Yep. We listen to Will Smith songs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> From the first time the doctor placed you in my arms, I knew I'd meet death before I let you meet harm. Although questions arose in my mind, would I be man enough against... How dare he write a song about being a good dad? From the hospital that first night, took an hour just to get the car seat in right. People driving off fast got me kind of upset. Got you home safe, placed you in your bassinet. That night, I don't right, think...
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was good. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> good talk. Good talk. Uh, but we will be joined in a little bit by uh, JT Phillips. Some exciting stuff. Uh, the Bruce of Brody Records have finally showed up in the mail. Oh, so he's coming on by. to give me a couple copies, and work. I know I'm pretty pumped, <laughs> dude. It just felt like this took
1: forever, yeah. even though it didn't. Like it felt like it took forever. I guess yeah. Like do, like, what's a normal like? I don't know anything about the recording process or anything. Is this like normal time sort of stuff? Well, I mean,
2: you know, if if. In a weird way, it kind of works out to be somewhat normal. It takes a while to record stuff. It takes a while to then get it mastered and mixed. But we worked on such a weird kamikaze schedule that, you know, most of the record was, well, the record, the full record was recorded in four total days. Wow. You know, we did two days where we put out that EP, but then we took those songs, combined them with five new songs that we recorded, also done in two days, and have now mashed it into a 10-song full-length record. So if you have the EP, you've already heard half of the record, but we have had them remixed, and remastered so, nice. they're, so that everything sounds smooth, everything fits and works well together. I've already heard a test copy of it, and I had goosebumps listening to it. It was like one of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. it, this is... this you is like you're listening to it on a Dropbox file or putting it on like yeah. some kind of email. You lose a lot of the fidelity of it all, but when they could put a CD in the car, turn it up, and everything feels right, and then you realize, wow, this is my band. It's pretty awesome. That is really cool. So if you were a pledger... And you're wondering, when am I going to be getting this? In the next few weeks, you'll be getting it because we're still waiting for some T-shirts to be printed. Uh, We got a couple little surprises to throw into some of the high bidders or high
1: pledgers. I think I pledged. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I did. I mean, I know I just pledged for Glenn's. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I pledged for yours as well. (gasps) <gasps> Kickstarter, I don't
2: remember. Well, I know who will know is uh, J.T. Phillips because he's been in charge of handling all the Kickstarter stuff. So, Oh,
1: there you go. So
2: he's coming by so I could sign a bunch of this stuff uh, and he'll hang out with us on, on, the, on the podcast and talk oh, a little bit about the record. Oh, you got to sign stuff. Yeah, because some of the people paid a, a good chunk of change. For our autographs, which is beyond humbling. So,
1: Dude, they paid a lot more for some extra things, too. That is very true. That is very <laughs> true. Yeah, we will be doing some uh, home...
2: I think one of them's going to be done at the Liquid Lime, because it's like somebody that works there that wanted us to play. Cool. And then the other one's going to probably be done at somebody's home, which will be a lot... I'm actually looking forward to that. The idea of doing a house party... Uh, with Bruiser Brody sounds like a a phenomenal time. So um, you mentioned Glenn's Kickstarter. Let's throw it out there. Since Glenn's not here, we don't want you to go buy it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) I really want to see this Kickstarter get funded. And he is, I believe, $720 as of press time away from uh, fulfilling his Kickstarter goal, which I believe he has 15 more days. So if you're thinking about buying his record in advance, helping him fund the recording, the mixing, the mastering, the pressing, he just needs a few more dollars. I mean, super close. It's very close. So just you know, look it up on on, on Google. You can just type in uh, Glenn Cannon Kickstarter, and I'm sure you'll be able to find that Kickstarter that way. Uh, but yeah, dude, very exciting times for the Bruiser Brody folks because uh, we're gonna have our record out. We're gonna get it out to the the pledgers in the very near future, and then we're gonna officially have it out on Thanksgiving. Oh, so beyond like a very good
1: Thanksgiving, indeed.
2: More like a Black Friday kind of a thing. Nice. You you could purchase it on iTunes and all that. So, December. Yeah, go run over
1: your neighbors and go pick it up. Exactly. Online. So, wait,
2: that doesn't work. Do it anyway. (laughs) Buy the record, listen to it, and then run over your neighbors. What is that? What is Thanksgiving like? The twenty third or okay.
1: fourth or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird because it, I always imagine it being yeah, it's the twenty second. Um, so our record will be out on the twenty second, and more so the twenty third. I've always like been so used to Thanksgiving being that last week. Mm-hmm. It kind of threw me for a loop. Agreed. And it's actually I kind of like it now because since we've changed uh, the way that we get paid here, yep. we get three paydays that month. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because we get it on the second. Then yeah, moving on down. Oh, you're right. Every other Friday. Yeah. That is pretty cool. <laughs> just in time
2: for the holidays. Right.
1: I mean, it actually means nothing. We get paid the exact same amount as we used to, but it just seems nicer. Well, um, and, and then
2: just keep this date in since I'm throwing out a bunch of dates to confuse people. <laughs> uh, January 19th, mark that date in your calendar. That will be the Bruiser Brody celebration of our record. Ooh. Uh, so, luckily, you'll have an opportunity to have the record for a few months before you get to memorize come see us.
1: those songs. Yeah,
2: get to know them. But uh, January 19th, we are going to be playing at the Crocodile. And I believe I just locked in uh, a a certain band. The timing just worked out perfectly of a band that I genuinely love that's also going to be playing with us. Really? Yes. Really? Not 100% yet, but... uh, Yeah, yeah, don't jinx it then. Right, but (laughs) it's looking pretty cool. That'll be an absolute honor. And it'll also time out well for their CD release because they're going to be doing a CD release show as well. Killer. So it'll be a pretty killer lineup. Um, So just keep that date free. Uh, I know we'll have details at some point in the near future. I don't even know if you can purchase tickets yet. I'm not good at that crap, but, <laughs> but I'm good at letting people know things in advance because apparently we already spoiled Live Day or quote unquote. We we gave the information about Live Day last week. I forgot we even did.
1: Oh yeah, Mr. Cannon said something about yeah. that. And I figured it was just like I mean because we get emails and stuff. I forget things haven't been announced yet. I figured things are yeah. I'm just like all right yeah it's happened so we don't need to worry about it. Well I mean if you you go back and you can find yeah if you know about it
2: <laughs> don't let out there's no about let's keep it a MIGS cast secret because I don't want to get in trouble for that and I thought about it because I had a couple of people say hey you realize you just told us all about live day I'm like no we didn't and then I started thinking about I'm like oh crap we did and I was like I should go back find that piece on the podcast and edit it and then re-upload the podcast and I started to do that and I got lazy and I said screw it I'd rather get in trouble than have to go through this effort of re-editing it. It's an
1: Easter egg, everybody. It
2: is. (laughs) Uh, Before we talk to JT, whenever he does
1: show up, uh, how was uh, your weekend? I know I haven't seen you. We had a long weekend. We had a three-day weekend. Yeah, it was Um, It was busy. It was busy in kind of like the 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 silly ways that stuff is been bu- like are busy. Mm-hmm. Like Saturday, um, God, what did I do? Okay, you went pumpkin carving with we, Danny V? We did. We did pumpkin carving. I was trying to think if we did anything before that, but I might have just not worn pants up until that point. Um, but yeah, pumpkin carving with Danny was a lot of fun. It's now a yearly tradition. This is yep. the second annual. Now you can say it's annual. Yeah. Yep, I always yep. love when people say it's the first annual. I'm, I'm like, like,
2: well... well Not really.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Prove it. I really like it because I love carving pumpkins. We're going to be Mm -hmm. doing it next weekend with uh, my nieces. Nice. So it'll be fun with that. Um, and so, yeah, we, we went up, uh, up to West Seattle, uh, got Chris's wife because Chris was on the men's weekend with BJ.
2: Oh, he was, go- oh, that's why we had the three day weekend. Yeah. Somebody was
1: asking yep. me, I forgot why I had Get- no, I was like, that's something to do with BJ. <laughs> and their response was,
2: we figured as much. It's never because of you.
1: <laughs> like, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, uh, he was out there and apparently Chris got sick by hanging out with all those men. So that's, oh, that's right. Cause Chris was out sick today. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what they were doing. I don't know, man. They're all cooped up in the same place. If it's just one dude who's sick, he's just going to get everybody sick. So I was actually kind of surprised BJ wasn't. Oh, I'm surprised he hasn't convinced himself that he is sick.
2: <laughs> BJ's very good at that. He's like,
1: really good at like that. convincing
2: himself he's hopped up on, on an energy <laughs> drink before it really even settled into his system. he
1: was like, I'm seeing sparkles. I'm like, "This you have had like literally three sips. Yes. You're insane. This is not a thing. And if you hadn't heard it, go go back and podcast our 6 a.m. hour on Friday of last week
2: yeah. for BJ and Migs. We did Bang Friday where we all crushed a Well, <laughs> Rev literally crushed
1: an entire can of Bang Energy yeah. in one break. It was the first break. It was good. It was tasty. That's my problem. Yeah. If it tastes really good, I'm just going to destroy it. So now I'm already, yeah, I might get into BJ's head if he, he's going to be like, I'm not feeling well. Yeah, uh, I mean, do we want hey, more days off? We maybe we'll get a Friday doing? off. A Friday <laughs> <off-y>. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, Chris was indisposed, but uh, his wife wanted to really go. So since she's down in Tacoma, we all carpooled up and uh, I drove up there because I'm I'm driving pretty, uh, you know, uh, I'm uh, not drinking. So it's really <laughs> easy for me to be the DD. Yeah. It's just super simple at that point. And then everyone gets to have a really fun time, especially my wife who got really super hammered and then had a hug hangover for the next day oh fun well what didn't bother me that much i had other stuff to do so i was going to hang out with some friends (laughs) do you like to torture her when you know she has a hangover like maybe forget to turn off the alarm clock (laughs) no because we have cats and cats Uh don't care about that yeah so they woke us up super early uh i had to feed them and then just kind of close the door and let her not worry about that um but pumpkin carving was a blast it's always fun because it's Mostly, like, people from the station, a couple of Danny's friends, Mm -hmm. but a lot of us, and then, like, Robin and Alyssa. Yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah, Robin from The Men's Room and Alyssa from the end. Yeah, yeah. So they were down there hanging out, too, and uh, carving pumpkins, and people are so good. Like, people are really good at carving pumpkins. Right. And uh, I had a plan. And then my plan went to hell really quick. Because you forgot the ingredients to your plan. Yeah, and I wanted to make an Infinity Gauntlet pumpkin, which apparently now I'm going to have to do later on. And so, uh, oh, Friday, that's exactly what we did on Friday. We didn't really go do anything, and Michelle wanted to go to a pumpkin patch. And I don't want to go to pumpkin patches. I don't really like pumpkin patches. What? What? Here's the deal with a pumpkin patch. You just
2: go to the store and get your pumpkins? Yes. Safeway has
1: perfectly acceptable pumpkins. But the fun part is feeling like you picked it out. But it's not. It's a big lie. They have a field that is barren, has nothing on it, and they just put pumpkins there. Right. It's like a crappy Easter egg hunt. They've moved all the pumpkins from the actual pumpkin patch part to a weird, dirty part. Even if there were some sort of pumpkin that was like... I don't know, like there or like the, like the vines were there and still like chop. So uh-huh. it's like, like okay, maybe I don't want to chop all of these things, but maybe I want to pretend. Yes, like there's no semblance of that. So it just turned out to be kind of horse crap. So we just go <laughs> to we just go to Safeway, get them there, and then we ended up going to a whole bunch of different uh, 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 like uh, vintage shops and uh, Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Went to Goodwill, spent. Well, Michelle spent a lot of money on just random stuff for the pumpkins. Uh no, just for like like Thanksgiving, oh. like dishes, like large things. Just it was Again the season. Yeah, there were some uh, uh Halloween things. Um we got a whole bunch of like spider webs and we got like a Halloween wreath and all this really fun stuff. Um and then I oh, and I found like actual colored gems. That I wanted to put into my uh, pumpkin so it would look like, I could, if the light like, would go through, it would look like the infinity stones. Right. And then I forgot those. So I just made a stupid face. <laughs> and I was pissed off about it. And I was trying not to be an ass. Like at the party, but I was kind of pouting a little bit. and Then I got over it, and people partied, and we had Should've fun. Smashed
2: everyone's pumpkins at some point. <laughs> be could've... like, yo, my my pumpkin's ruined.
1: F you guys. Oh, that I could never true... do that. That would be in the spirit of Thanos. It would be. I know, smashing half of them. Okay, fair <laughs> enough.
2: Well, uh, J T Phillips just walked into the room. I, JT. What's up, J T? What's happening, gentlemen? Right. Big question for you since you're here, and this is the only question we need to ask you: Is do you get your pumpkin from a pumpkin patch, or do you go to the store to buy a pumpkin?
0: I, I would love to say that I go to a pumpkin patch and look around and, and find the right one, but now I get the smallest one possible at the store. <laughs> oh,
1: the little sugar pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and just like, it's easy carving. That's It lasts for like three days. Withers, dies, move on. There you go. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we mentioned it before, um, but uh, now that you're here, it's, it's pretty exciting times. I, I mentioned now the Bruiser Brody record is uh, finally in the mail and showed up. Yep, yep. It's sitting in boxes at my house at the moment. Yes, we'll,
0: we'll be getting it out to uh, all the Kickstarter pledges uh, here shortly, uh, as soon as the rest of the t-shirts arrive, and uh, yeah, and, and then we'll unleash it on the world. That's uh, Thanksgiving, no,
2: yeah, Thanksgiving or November twenty third, whatever yes. whatever date that works out to be. That's pretty awesome, and that'll be when it's available, like on iTunes, and people could stream it, get it, stream it. If, they you, want. if
0: you didn't, uh, if you You're weren't too part cheap of the to
2: buy it, you could stream it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and if you if you weren't part of the 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 Kickstarter uh, pre order, uh, you'll be able to purchase the the album uh, from our website BruiserBrodyBand.com nice. uh, on that date Three as well. Bees, perfect, perfect. Uh, how are things going with you, man? I haven't seen you in a minute. Ah, things are great. Yeah. Come on, just trying to stay warm and you know peer through this fog up here. It's amazing you guys can see anything.
1: It's so thick. <laughs> it was really cool. Fogtober. Last week it was neat because uh, it was like one of the first days that the fog came in, and it was literally slow rolling from the south, and I could watch it coming up. Uh, Dude, from that the was windows. weird. It was super creepy. It looked like Armageddon or yeah. something was about to happen. Yeah, it was really cool. Or like, like the no, myth. It, it, it was Thanos
0: yeah.
2: coming in. Just yeah, taking over, going to destroy yeah. my boy. It's wiping out half of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> half would it be? <laughs> just hope you're the good half there, Steve. It, right, right. <laughs> I don't feel so good, Doctor. Nice. <laughs> I love about it. it. All, that's about all I remember. It's very rare that I remember anything from a movie. I know, right? <laughs> um, I figured while you were here, we'd do some voicemails, some emails, some text sure. messages, because I actually did save a couple things that were band related. And I was like, you know what? Glenn's going to... I saved a bunch that are specifically for Glenn. I was like, we'll we'll save those for a future time. But you know what? Glenn's going to have to miss out on the band questions. Because it'll be be a good time. So why don't we jump into some stuff?
1: It's one of these bands. (laughs)
2: All right, so you can leave us a voicemail at uh, themixcast at gmail.com or call us or voicemail or text line (laughs) 253-271-4787. This is a good one. I'm happy you're here. This is actually via email from Marcus. He says, guys, what is the oddest thing that you have seen on stage while playing? Oh, wow. I could think of one right off uh, and I'll, maybe it's something else will trigger as we keep talking about it. Uh-huh. The first thing I think about we played at Fremont's um, Fremont Oktoberfest when I played with Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And let's just say Peter Parker didn't have a very strong draw at this Oktoberfest. <laughs> so there was maybe five people <laughs> including the sound guy who was actually uh doc from that plays with the new originals. Really? Yeah, yeah. So he nice. was doing the sound. And even him and I have, have laughed about those Fremont Oktoberfest performances because it's like, at least we get beer for free. You're just there. But we were playing, and there was some lady that was, I don't know what she was on. It wasn't She wasn't just stoned, I'll tell you that much. And she had an acoustic guitar, and she just decided, not coming up on stage, but for our set, she just played along with us. And I'm not sure she was playing anything that went along with what, what? we were doing. <laughs> but every time we'd finished playing... Or there'd be like a slow, quiet breakdown of a song. you just hear the strumming of an acoustic guitar. And it was like, the other four or five people that were watching us were just kind of looking at her like, uh, kind of want to see this band. Yeah. So she's driving off what little people we have. Oh, no. But I'm finding great humor in it because I'm drunk.
0: Because whatever. So I think that's well, Oktoberfest. Well, it's Oktoberfest. You know?
2: <laughs> yes. So I'd say that would probably one it of was the- was a battle of the bands right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was cute but she was definitely on something like it was or she was just perpetually fried yeah i, I eyes were open but the light switch was off 100 percent. yeah i don't even think she knew there was a band playing to be honest <laughs> yeah everyone was there for her here. this, this was, was her set, set. Yeah, this is gonna work like, Look <laughs> at those guys holding instruments while watching oh me play gosh. <laughs> so that might have been like the, the oddest thing that i remember witnessing while on stage now, JT, you've played quite a few shows, probably this month. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make noise. I, I do what I can. I do what I can. And for those who don't know, JT also plays with Clover Jane,
0: mm-hmm. uh, also with OutShined. Also yeah, OutShined and JarFly. Jar, Flies, Jar Flies. The, the two tributes. Uh, Bruiser Brody, yep. obviously. Yep. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Nova. Sky. Yep. Yeah, we just uh, played last weekend. No, uh, like with the the tribute bands, everyone has like their, their one song that they, they want to hear. And we're, we were playing, I think, Tulalip yeah, with OutShined, the mm-hmm. Soundgarden tribute band. And there was this guy who was insistent, like, at every break. He was like, Room a thousand years wide! And through every song, he is just yelling, Room a thousand years wide! Which is a great Soundgarden song, because it just is wasn't one we were doing. <laughs> and
1: it just, every, every chance, it was like,
0: like, finally, it was so loud. Like, he's yelling it. It was like, we're not going to do that one today. He's like, Room a thousand years wide! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't think he said anything else. It's yeah. a good song. <laughs> there it is. Oh, yeah. I Why did not you guys play it? Well, I should have brought it up on an iPad. A <laughs> guy was so drunk he wouldn't have even noticed.
2: He's <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah,
0: here's your song. Just do the intro of it. Uh, actually, we, Glenn and I have played this at Acoustic a couple times, uh-huh. Uh just at the, the Acoustic gigs that we do. And it's, yeah, it's one of my favorites. We just didn't have it, like, we, we didn't have it ready as a tribute man. We were going to do a song we couldn't do right. Good
2: And call. those guys are, Oh, those moments where you just like look at the security guy, like, help me talk to him. (laughs) The security guard's not even looking at you. I see that in that comedy shows a lot where there's like a heckler. And you can just see the comic is looking around like, where the hell is the security guy? We
0: just... Uh, Yeah, what is that hand signal from on stage? (laughs) Like, this guy needs to... Without it being so obvious... Like When a wrestler's really hurt, they give the X.
2: Yeah. Or the ref does. Mm -hmm. And that's to let the people in the back know, get the real EMTs, not the actors. Gosh. (laughs) Uh, You gotta do that music too, like the (laughs) X. Yeah, right?
1: (laughs) I remember going to a comedy show with... uh, uh, Jamie Kennedy. Yes. And he, it was, it's that Seattle problem where people get hammered too much and think it's a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and so back and forth, back and forth, back and the fourth. And finally, a like... a monologue, not a dialogue, yeah. drunkards. And then Jamie was just like, can anybody actually do anything to maybe... And nobody. Nobody showed up. And this is a comedy club that has, like like for the first 15 minutes before like the comedian goes on they're running slides that say you'll get kicked out yep. you'll shut up you know <laughs> don't say anything and he's just like all right well i guess so, this isn't gonna work yeah security guy was on the union authorized smoke break yes
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the security guy's like you know what i kind of want to hear a room a thousand miles one Two. <laughs> 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 has the uh, playing the sound garden outshined could it's Soundgarden and Temple of the Dog that you guys will do, right? During... And, and some Audio Slave okay. and some some Chris Cornell. We try and cover,
0: you know, obviously a uh, sense that the, the the sad day of his passing. We've really worked at making it a, a Chris Cornell tribute. Yeah, and you know, uh, we did an acoustic show uh, a couple weekends ago. That focused on yeah the temple of the dog and his solo stuff, cool um yeah the the sound garden crank it up and add all the distortion, yeah, uh, you know, we try and cover cover all the bases because it's it's all good, so it, I, it tr- I can't yeah. Go wrong
2: yeah, has it been um have you felt like a, a more powerful vibe to it since his passing? I mean, because I would imagine there are people now that are coming because they know they 're never going to get to see him perform these songs, so you know there's like a I don't know if there's like a more of an emotional connection, whether it be with the band or with the fans, to his music when you're performing.
0: Oh, I, you know, definitely. Obviously, it was a, a situation as a tribute band you would you would never want to be in. Yeah. Uh, you know, we started the tribute band in, in 2008 before uh, Soundgarden reunited. Right, so oh. we, were, we we've been doing this for for so long, and, and, and those and bastards
2: it, decided to get back together. And, <laughs> and, 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 and it was
0: great. I mean, yeah. we, we you know, I I, I wanted him to, to to sing me into my gray years. You know, yeah. um, that was something I never you know would have and never in my wildest dreams had thought that that was the story we would be living. Uh, but yes, definitely, people you know come out uh, and are more emotionally vested in it because. Mm. That is now their 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 connection to it.
2: Yeah, know? I noticed and, that even when we play songs on the radio, or you know, even just driving by now EMP and seeing that statue, and it's mm-hmm. just like my God, or like when you get those dumb Facebook reminders and it's like, I'm at a show that Cornell is performing at, yeah. you know, or a picture, or you know, the, the 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 every once in a while I still get comments on that YouTube interview that I posted of before his solo show at the uh, Benaroya Hall. No, uh, it was and such a great show. That was one of my favorites. And right before that, I got to go into the back and chat with him, and you know, it's cool. been a good chunk of it. He was very interested in my tattoos, so we talked about. The reality tattoo shows that he was into, which I think a lot of Soundgarden or Chris Cornell fans got a kick out of because it's like a humanizing moment. Oh, you know, totally. Like, Wait, Chris Cornell likes reality shows? What the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's actually, you know, he's, he's just, a human. Guys. He's just as human as the rest of us. He probably yeah. has a lot of things that he likes, sort of rather stupid, like the rest of <laughs> us. Like we all like stupid <laughs> things. Um, but you know, I sometimes will still get comments on that, and I'll just go back and see that. I'm like, you know, it's a bummer because it's just like, man, this guy was such an awesome individual and an incredible artist. Uh, I found for me, I don't know about for you. Pe- what is passing? Uh, the music of Audio Slave for some reason has resonated more than any of his other stuff. What about th- for you? Do you feel like there was anything that, like maybe, like you weren't really maybe as obsessive about, but then when it's passing, you started paying more attention to?
0: Oh, uh, I mean, definitely. I've gone through, I think, you know, phases of it. There was a a, a phase of just listening to, to Audio Slave on on repeat. Mm-hmm. There was the. You know, listening to the the early couple Soundgarden ones on on repeat. You know, the Ultra Mega OK, you know, just there's some some wonderful, obviously, wonderful things in that that because it was uh, under the radar at the time, it wasn't, that wasn't their breakout one that you kind of, you know, miss it. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember the, uh, just some of those songs over there, like Beyond the Wheel, that I remember seeing them do that live once and like blown away. Go back and, and listen to that again and on record. It's it's powerful that live performance was. So I've gone through through phases for sure, and I definitely you know the audio slave ones may not have given them as, as much of a, a play uh, originally when yeah, they came out. Same here. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously two of the most iconic bands, Soundgarden and Rage Against the Machine, coming together. You just you know, expecting something, and then it was great, but I don't think it was what people were expecting. So I mm-hmm. yeah, like mm-hmm. a lot of people. Just, ah, I'm gonna put that aside. But when you take that all away and realize, hey, let's just listen to this as the record that it is, or the three records that they are, that it it holds its own, you know, incredibly well. And it's just, I think, you know, if you take what you were expecting and just kind of put that aside and just walk into it like, hey, this is an amazing performance from four amazing people. Yeah, you're gonna come out with like. That's a really good record.
2: <laughs> it's funny because I think the first record I definitely obsessed over, you know, mm-hmm. because it was the first time where you're like, "What is happening?" Chris Cornell with the guys from Rage Against the Machine, and it was everything I hoped for. I really didn't, you know. But then the second record, which I thought was really good, and the third record was really good. I didn't find myself going as crazy about. Maybe it was just like, "Okay, I've heard this now," you know, and I was like, "Whatever." And I wasn't really as uh, invested in it. But then, of course, when he passed, my wife had to finally put a stop to it. Like she's just like, <laughs> "Cause we were on vacation. I think we were in Hawaii." Soon after that, I'm or just somewhere, all the time. And when we're, you know, when she's reading a book on the beach, I have my headphones on, and I'm like looking all bummed. No, we're in Vegas, I believe. Oh, <laughs> and she's like, hey, "Can you not listen to? Can you stop put... being a downer, bro? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, Come on, put on, put on. Girls just want to have fun, and yeah, let's go do this. Right. Put on some poison. <laughs> Anything but Chris Cornell. Do something now." um... Uh, I was gonna ask you uh, as far as uh, uh you also do the jar fly stuff um yep did you get to check out the the pop up shop museum yes
0: what yeah they- with with allison chains in in town and uh I went to the the Monday night baseball game where they, they showed yep. up. I was hanging out with uh, Mike Savoya on that one and a, a whole host of people. That was crazy because then uh, the whole
2: band just shows up. Yeah, <laughs> surprise! Uh, they, they
0: came out and you know did a couple fun little things. It you know signed some autographs. Came out into the crowd. The mm-hmm. Allison Chains one and listening to the you know the new record there. You know it's like the the first chance you got to listen to it. Everyone's in like you're at the baseball game and people are grabbing hot dogs and waiting in line for beer. And I just want to stand next to the speaker and listen. Right. To this. <laughs> This is a chance i 've gotten to
1: it's
0: I was funny. like i 'll talk to you in a little bit let's they 're only I, on track seven
2: I, for, I forgot all about that that was kind of the record release or CD yeah. listening party. Those guys have put out some of the most unique like they when I interviewed them around that time when the record came out, they shared the story of how they did one of their I think it was for facelift they did the the release list, the listening party at the aquarium and apparently really? once they got there they realized rather quickly there's a decibel level that you can only reach before the the people at the aquarium are like, hey, you need to... And it's not very oh, loud. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to yeah. listen to it at a moderately quiet <laughs> level. And then the next time they did the planetarium, and then they did the That's planetarium cool. again with Black Gives Way to Blue, but mm-hmm. they had phasing issues with the speaker, so... Oh, the no. whole time while they're playing I remember being there and I couldn't tell because you know I mean oh. I never heard the record before I mean and then also you're in a weird room so you just kind of chuck it up to that but apparently like Sean was losing his mind He's like this is not what our record sounds like it's like what yes. the hell is Everyone going did. on oh, oh, restart restart
0: let's figure this out <laughs> do over <laughs> let's figure well, yeah no that I mean that that whole week that that pop-up display of just you know all of the the, the pictures and cool little artifacts you know it's 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 awesome that bands have Saved some of that, yes. you know, and whoever in management or in their garage or wherever all of that stuff came from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was a, a wonderful look back at the, the, the history side of things and the, the buildup the handwritten notes from facelift and from dirt and yep. like the, the big chart of what they were trying to, the self-titled album, yes. the, the tripod album with all the different names. Like clearly uh, half of those are more than half were just meant to be jokes, but you get to see the, the humor <laughs> in what those guys were. I mean, they yep. were, you know, four guys sitting in the studio having a blast, yep. you know, just trying to, capture that you know the, the humor and their their side of things and, and let that portray in, in you know you into just, their music as dark as <laughs> the, their music really is yes they all had a great sense of humor with it and kind of just with with the band and you see that in, in some of the pictures there was one uh, the, the picture that sticks out was uh, when they were on tour with Eddie Van Halen, like right after Dirt. So they're, you know, Van Halen's the headliner and they're yep. one of the openers. And it's a picture of all of them in like G strings walking out on stage. Oh, yep. Jesus And they're just, they're, they're crossing Great. the stage in front of everyone. And, like Eddie's in the middle of playing, and the look on his face is just like, keep it together. And he's just laughing. And just like, he's, you, he's on stage, he's playing. And these guys, <laughs> all four of them, just strutting across, you know. It's just, it was like, you see moments like that. Like, where else would I have seen that photo except at a pop up thing like this? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, maybe it came across on Facebook, but you seeing it in the context of, you know, everything. Yeah, hey, they're on tour. There were a couple wow. badges and that. Oh, you it? Wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
2: Isn't that fantastic? That is amazing. Yeah. Google it, people. <laughs> Dude, it's funny. It's funny you say, hey, I agree with you. Um, what I love about Allison James is they have a great sense of humor and that pop up thing. And also, when you get to do interviews with them, you get to really realize that they're a fun loving guys, which is. The, a drastic opposite of what they are musically because it's such a dark sounding band that I think when I first met them, I thought they were going to be these dark brooding guys and they're actually just very cheerful. I mean, even they shared the story of when they were going to do the, the throw out the first pitch of that baseball game. Uh, it got screwed up because they put Jerry on the back of his jersey and he was hoping they were going to put Cantrell on the back because they were going to line up so that their names would spell, each letter would spell, it would spell Dick. <laughs> and I'm like, here's like this sad, somber band, And it was going to be, so it would have been Duvall, Inez, Cantrell, And that was like a legit thing that they talked about and planned out. These are guys in their 50s. And so they got Duval, Inez, Jerry. Right? (laughs) It doesn't (laughs) even make sense. She's like, why'd you put Jerry? (laughs) And then they kept going, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but, uh, but, uh, what was I going to say about the the pop up shot? I forgot. Oh Oh well. Oh well. It comes oh oh that picture that you brought up, it instantly got me mad at my parents again because they did not let me go. I was gonna go with my friend Thomas Condon. He was my concert going buddy in high school. We went and saw Motley Crue together, first ever concert. Motley Crue and Skid Row. Unbelievable show. Your parents said okay to Motley Crue and no to Van Halen. Second show they let me go to (laughs) was Poison and Warrant. During the Cherry Pie tour and during the uh, Unskinny Bop era, <laughs> who brought you to those? My buddy Thomas Condon. Nice. His okay, parents okay. dropped us off. Oh, then, okay, cool. You know, so you back up. Hey. I was, yep. I was waiting yep, to yep. see. It's
1: like, yeah, you like, you like your parents, like your dad ended up going or something. Not, like, that, no, that, we're done. I'm not <laughs> taking you to any of
2: these. He was willing to pick me up at Thomas's house when it was over, but that's as far as it went. <laughs> the third show was Aerosmith during their Pump tour and Skid Row. Mm. Oh. My fourth yeah. concert was supposed to be Van Halen. And Alice in Chains opening God, that's and a my mom good shot it start. down because I, I did something to piss her off oh. and she was just like you're not going to the concert and in probably retrospect I didn't deserve to I that very rarely did I do dumb things but when I did dumb things they were always of the epic <laughs> variety <laughs> like peeing in a suit of arm, armor in our basement Ama. <laughs> Ama. Uh, but yeah I did not get to go to that show and boo that would have been my only opportunity to have seen Alice in Chains with Lane which yeah. looking back on it it's just bummer you know yeah. Stupid parents. (laughs) (laughs) Never Did you ever get to see Alice with Arlene? I did
1: not. Oh. What no. about you, Rev? No, never, never. I'd probably had a million chances. Yeah. Never, never took it up. I I'll mean, see him
2: next time.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where it was, I would go to certain concerts, but I wasn't super into the music scene, mm-hmm. so it wasn't uh, like, like I knew of Alice in Chains, but I didn't own the albums. All my buddies uh, you know, own the album, so we could always listen to them all the time, but it, it wasn't one that I would sit down and listen to. All the time, constantly, right. over and over again. So I never really got, you know, tried to go hunt hunt them out, try to see them. And I knew about the bigger concerts um, from all, you know, from the the bigger shows and such. So I'd go to those, but never had the chance. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of those things that I really kick myself now. Yeah. Like I've seen them with William every
2: time now. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty. Like, I, it's like I'll never miss those guys. They're so damn good live. I
1: remember. Right. I think it was one of the first ones at the Paramount when he was there, and I was. Yeah able to see that and that was that was fantastic and then just being up on like the balcony area to be able to look down at that yep. i thought that was super cool and then it's like yeah the whole thing it's like now i i don't necessarily know what i was missing or what i'm missing by not seeing lane but i have an idea yeah. of what i missed i watch a lot of those bootleg videos or even the live facelift the, 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 if
2: you ever go online to search live facelift it's the more theater show that they did and i learned in that interview i didn't know this but it was them, Temple of the Dog, and Mookie Blaylock, Pearl Jam. Wow! And oh, that, that was, day. That, that oh, okay. was the bill, and it's just like, <laughs> what? Like, could you imagine in, in, in <laughs> a
0: snowstorm in December right. in nineteen ninety <laughs> at the Moore. Oh. I know that too much. No, I was like the. I saw the very first show with William, the mm-hmm. free show they did yep. at the, at the Moor. They had wow. a bunch of guests, like uh, Duff McKagan came out and yep. played a second guitar on like Rooster. Uh, Chris Degarmo came out and yep. uh, Queensryche. He played on "Dirt." Kim Thiel played uh, "It Ain't Like That." I have it burned in my memory. I was at, at, like '06. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, the, I have a quote, "quote
2: unquote" practice show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I still have that, that that
0: that ticket somewhere, and it was yeah. That was it was it was a blast to be able to to see that, and you know, having them play you know with William and and carry that forward. You know, it's great to see artists you know continuing. Obviously, it's, agreed. It's, it's it's a different. Uh, it, it it could never go back to being with Lane, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's it's awesome to see them out there and and doing it and producing art and giving us fun things
2: for our ears to listen to. And I feel like even like let's just say Lane was still alive, which would be obviously incredible. I don't even think they would probably they would. I think people would be complaining they're not like the old Alice, you know? Because I mean, there was a Someone no band is ever going to be the same from yeah. when they were when they were young, reckless, making bad decisions, you know, <laughs> and when they grow up and get more mature. The music is going to change, and I'm sure people would have – who knows what Alice would have sounded like if Lane was around right now. I wonder, obviously. It's no different than Nirvana. Like, what would they have sounded like if, if, if Kurt survived, you know? Yeah, oh, for sure. And, yeah. and then I just think, you know, like the uh,
0: Led Zeppelin as an example. Yeah. Like, they, they, they didn't keep it going, and part of probably why everyone still re- reveres them so much 100%. is just because they captured a moment in time and let that be that moment in time. that's what that's what the the chains Nirvana like had they had they continued Jimi Hendrix had had any of those ones continued it would be you know a radically different story there would probably be the ups and the downs. I mean, like you know, the the Aerosmith career. They had a moment in time, then it went away, and then they came back and had another moment in time. I mean, they it, went away. It, and it, they wrote it, songs it, for
2: movie soundtracks, it, it, and, yeah. and
0: then had a hot dog. They had someone else write movie yeah. soundtracks for them, and That's then they just played it. Solid and in. Very solid. <laughs> let let's, let's, let's be fair. But I mean, still like a great band with it with a very different story. But you could look back and be like, man, at their '70s stuff. I love it. That mm. the, the, the the Pump era. I love that. You can oh, drop yeah. anything yeah. in the middle. Like you could you can. <laughs> <laughs> like any of those bands could probably go through, you know, any of that. But capturing that moment in time, wherever it is, and whatever point in your career it is, is it is an incredibly special moment. Yeah, and that's you know obviously why we still listen to it. It's why it's on rotation.
2: It's why it's part of the the, the lexicon of what is popular music. Well, I look at even like one of my all time favorite bands. I will always do everything in my power to see them live. Is Pearl Jam. And I think they're a great example of that. You think about it. And I mean, I'll be honest too. I mean, I really do love lightning bolt. I think that album is phenomenal, but I don't put any of their newer stuff on the, the same level or the same pedestal or even the same amount of times that I'll listen to it. than their first four. You know, I mean, I'm listening to, you know, the first record still to this day. I'm listening to Versus a oh, hell of a lot still to this day, Vitology, and, and even No Code. I, those are records that I will listen to at least a few times a year. I don't know the last time I listened to Backspacer. Um, I'm not sure when the last time I listened to the album with the avocado on the cover you whatever know, like <laughs> that one is right
1: <laughs> avocado
2: and, and and you know and I'm sure if I sat down and listened to it I'd be like man I forgot how much I love this record mm-hmm. and they're all good mm-hmm. but there's something about those earlier records and I think like if, if Pearl Jam let's just say cut it stop playing they'd probably be Almost revered even on a higher level because there's that almost that mystery of what would have happened and mm-hmm. all that like 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 Led Zeppelin totally. Uh, but I'm not I'm, I'm glad that they are still doing it. Don't get me wrong because I get to see them every five years when they come to Seattle. <laughs> I don't want that to stop and and I do enjoy the stuff that they've put out. I mean, uh, can't deny me the, the 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 most recent song they put out. That one did not stick with me at first. I'll be the mm-hmm. first to admit it. And I'm not even really that. Still to this day, I don't think I would listen to that song. Live, on the other hand, I think it sounds phenomenal. It's got the energy live that makes all the sense in the world, but for some reason, the recording just, it's not my favorite. And it's not that it, I I always worry that when I say something like that, people are going to be like, oh, I think it's bad. It's not that I think it's bad. I'd just rather listen to In My Tree or Hail Hail or WMA, you know what I mean? Yeah, so there you go.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you
2: go. Let's there you out go. Yeah, of... dig, dig out all those deep track names. That's... Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's check out uh, a voicemail while we are doing voicemails, emails, and text messages. Oh, yeah, we're still doing that, aren't we? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh-huh.
1: Sorry, then not you something. What's up, Meg? Stevie the Patches fan. Sorry about the um, S-bomb row. Oh, no I um, You got two simple questions: What was your very first concert, and who is <laughs> oh. on your concert bucket list? Oh. My first concert was. Poison Dan Yankee the Firehouse in Green Bay, Wisconsin on wow. May fourteenth, nineteen ninety three. And one person that's on my bucket list is Ice Cube. That just he would be would be such a cool concert to see is the plus I'd be wearing one of my favorite band t shirts that have nothing to do with Ice Cube itself. So. Just curious to see what you guys answers are. Like I guess. sorry about the S bomb Rob. What up, Guido? <laughs> Love you. <ya>. Bye bye. <laughs> My first rock concert Uh-oh. was Aerosmith okay for the Pump tour. Oh. Yeah. 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 Nice. And it was they were it was the Tacoma Dome. It was the last show before they went to like Buenos Aires or something. I remember that because Steven Tyler said so. And <laughs> and it was one of those where it was the first time that uh my mom's friends took me because they had an extra ticket and it was like the first time I'd been in a crowd that close. Anything else was like seats. Nice. And it was just, it was just insane. Anything before that, there were some country concerts that I didn't necessarily care when about. at the fair? No, no, these were like uh, Travis Tritt and Marty Stewart. Oh, okay. Which was still good. Garth Brooks, I've seen, like, was oh. literally one of my first concerts, if I, not the first. I put him on my bucket list. He's yep. worth seeing.
2: Yeah, I, like, I, well, I kicked myself at not seeing one of those 17 shows he did last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, and he he will just play the crap out of everything. Yep. And uh, But Aerosmith was the first, like, rock concert I was able to attend.
2: It's funny that you mentioned Aerosmith, because saw Aerosmith and most of those bands I talked about at the Meadowlands in New mm-hmm. Jersey, which eventually is no longer around. But oh. it was but it was let me turn this on, it's distracting me. Oh, that's a great <laughs> song. Um, you're you're distracted by Young Lust. I am I am distracted <laughs> by Young Lust. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. Great record.
1: It is a really, really good record.
2: So uh, it was always funny, though, because it was like every band would say, what's up, Metal Lands? Or tonight, we're calling it the Metal Lands. Nice. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Sebastian Bach did that. (laughs) Brett Michaels said that. Steven (laughs) Tyler said that. We get it. It's the Metal (laughs) Lands. So I already said what my first one was, which was the the, the Girls, Girls, Girls era of, no, Dr. Feelgood era of Motley Crue. What about you, JT? Uh, it was a, a Chili Peppers concert.
0: Boo! Uh, <laughs> I mean, sorry.
2: <laughs> wow! do uh, go to a Lakers game, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, with and like the the, the, the uh, who was that? like the Toadies opened or something. Nice. Oh. It was it was, a, it, was a, it was a great concert. It was uh, where was it? It was in Denver actually. So I grew up in a in a small town in Idaho. Uh, I'd, I'd seen lots of small concerts. Ones like I remember seeing uh, Los Lobos mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, like Buddy Guy, that was the type of ones that 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 came through where where I lived. And my parents, we always went and saw music. And I probably saw Los Lobos th- like three or four times when I was th- th- young <laughs> I and only like, know it, them
1: for La Bamba. It, yeah, yeah, it, w- young know, where
0: I was having you know just more more fun running around and not really paying attention to the music. Right. You know, but the first yeah first real rock concert was was the Chili, chili Peppers.
1: And uh, bucket list for you guys. Oh man, see like. I'm trying now, to, is like, it, uh, are we going to limit this to, to ones that we could actually see? Now, or, like, my problem like, is, like is,
0: Lifetime, like, I'd if say, you could go back in time?
2: Ooh, I'd say let's keep it to band, because, I mean, yeah, let's keep it to people that are still on tour. Ones that you could see. Yeah. Or have the potential of going back on tour. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we would never thought that GNR would have got back together, but I feel like you could have thrown them in the mix because they were all still alive. But, yeah, so you couldn't see, like, Tom Petty, even though th- before that it was on
1: my bucket list. Yeah. Man. Like I think maybe for me it would be GNR. You brought that up, and yeah. that's like the ones that I know for. Like I would actually love to see them live. Now, I mean, I would really love to see them in the heyday live, yeah. but I still would like to ele- at least put that kind of the the notch in the bedpost, so to speak, of being able to see them performing. They were it, phenomenal at the gorge. I have to say, like it didn't. Were they no, really?
2: It was. It was insanely great. Yeah, they performed. Sounded great. Axel's voice sounded great. The band had great energy. I don't think you would walk away disappointed thinking, oh, I'm seeing them in the end of their career kind
0: yeah. of vibe. Uh, right. Yeah. The CenturyLink show was, was awesome when they came <sighs> through yeah. the, the very first time. That yeah. was, I mean, it was, you know, it's, it was Guns N' Roses. It, yeah, wasn't, we were, it wasn't like, oh, we're, good job, guys. It was like, this, <laughs> this is Guns N'
2: Roses. Like, yeah. Totally blown away. Uh, so. I remember that we were at that radio convention. Oh, when, God damn it! That's that why. Time. Okay. Okay. That's and why. And I kept getting tweets and messages from people like, you're missing out on the greatest show ever. And you're like, shut up. Oh, I, like I hate shut you. Up. Like, can you at least say it's okay? <laughs> he's like, eh, it's all right. Mine would be Bruce Springsteen. I, I keep. Interesting. I keep wanting to see him
1: live and I keep putting it off. I would have just imagined because yeah. you're an East Coast guy, New York guy, that and you I would have, the boss. Like, don't you just get that? Like, you, you're you born and you get one ticket to use at any point in time.
2: And you, everybody's born with a Bruce Springsteen <laughs> yeah, ticket. Yeah, you I just wish. get one whenever he <laughs> comes around, you get to go. I'd keep meaning to. Uh, he's not like my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's a guy you need to see before he calls it quits he's he's arguably one of the greatest live performers It'd be pretty awesome to see him live what about you jt uh,
0: that's a tough one uh just thinking of all the you know the, the great music like the the boss that would be that would be a fun one to see uh one that that, that I hope is not too far around the corner uh would be would be tool yeah uh, I saw them uh two thousand two here in in Seattle and they went through it once mm-hmm. um
1: that you know just Great show! I've and seen love them. Love tw- that! I've seen them twice. Once never key- disappoint. One of the Key Arena, which was cool because it was the first experience. So I didn't realize how they do the setup. Yeah. with Maynard just kind of hiding in the back.
2: Is that the one where random bodies were coming down from the ceiling? It might have been. That was a weird one. I remember. The yeah.
1: only yeah. other one I saw was at uh, the old uh, the Angel of the Winds Arena now, which was oh, yes. used to be the Xfinity Arena up yep. in Everett, and that one was cut short. Yep. because Maynard wasn't feeling great. And so that one was, I don't, I, I, I'm reluctant to call it a disappointment because their show is still really, really good. Yep. Like all, all of those, all of the members of the band are just phenomenal. And so it was still great to watch it, but then, yeah, it was cut a little bit short and I was like, man, all
2: right. That's why I never really care when people are like, oh, you don't get to see Maynard. I'm like, you don't need to see Maynard. Maynard's voice is all that matters. He's a presence with that. Yeah. Right. But it's more interesting to watch their guitarists and their bassists. Like, I mean, those two Mm. guys are, and also Danny Carey on drums, but like it's just, it's 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 really mesmerizing to see what those guys. I mean, I'm sure as you, as a guitarist, would agree. Like it's like it's insane. What, what the hell are you doing? And how are you doing that? Yeah,
0: no, their their overall package, just how it's it's displayed and and put together. They're not like in in active live show, you mm-hmm. know, they're, but they're, they're interactive, you know, all the displays or, you know, the lights visuals, and, the visuals. Yeah. and those guys just sitting there making incredible noise and it coming out <laughs> as this beautiful wall of sound, uh, is great. And I guess then the other one I would say would, would, would be going to see, uh, Aerosmith at their, uh, Vegas residency.
2: Oh yeah. Like going to I, I had, I would
0: seen them in the, in the nineties, you know, and yep. they are one of my favorite bands. Um, the, probably the reason I play guitar actually uh, so going to see them but see them at their Vegas residency not like the first or the last show just kind of somewhere in the middle Yeah, just seeing like what what's this like as you guys are just you know in top form mm-hmm. and just clicking through obviously you're going to be having fun in, in Vegas you wouldn't sign on for a residency <laughs> like
2: that my wife and I were right. just talking about Britney Spears how she just she's doing a whole other res, Vegas residency this one with a more urban hip hop feel as I saw in the press release All right, but I was like If I'm an artist that can do that, why not? Yeah. Your fans will come to you because everyone wants to go to Vegas. You don't have to travel. The set is already set up. Everything's good to go. You don't have to worry about doing crazy sound checks. You probably just do a quick line check. and be like, oh, yeah, things are exactly how they were
1: yesterday because we don't touch anything. My wife went to that for her bachelorette party. Yep. It was the the big gathering. They were there the night before. That was what they're going to go do. And it was, yeah, like she said, it was absolutely 100% fantastic. She wrote a guitar. Yep, it was freaking awesome. We went and saw it twice. Oh, yeah, you saw it.
2: For my wife's birthday. <laughs> yeah. But I would like to see Kiss's residency when they did it. I was kind of bummed I didn't go to see them. Or Motley Crue. Like,
1: it'd be fun to see Kiss's Vegas residency show. Yeah, they're about as Vegas as I could imagine any other
2: band being. Yeah. And I think i put them on, even though I've seen them a handful of times, I would like to see them on their quote-unquote last tour again. Again. Which one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every tour is their last tour. Until it's not.
2: <laughs> All right, let's uh, check out another... You know, oh, Actually, let's read this email because I thought this was funny. It says, please check out this donkey singing like an opera singer. I oh, think no. you guys will get a kick out of it. And they sent us a link to the story. And this is... I'm, I'm reading the headline. I'm, I'm reading the article story uh, verbatim. A donkey was filmed singing something akin to an operatic... Araya on Sunday, and you'll be blown away by her voice. Seriously. The video of Harriet, the donkey who hails from Ireland, was originally shared by Martin Stanton uh, from Ireland on the uh, Roadside Facebook group on Sunday. It's an Irish donkey. So apparently this guy's walking up to the donkey, and as soon as you get near the donkey and he sees you, he starts making a sound that sounds like an opera singer. <laughs> Are you ready for this? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to get it. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: fun fact this is also the hidden track on the new bruiser brody record everyone's dead available in november <laughs>
1: oh my gosh oh weird it's hmm. like a squeaky opera singer
0: <laughs> I that was Re- f- really, really struggling there at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I
1: guess the fat lady sang. He, <laughs> he wasn't warmed up exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Freaking everything happy, man. Weirdos. All right, let's check out this uh, voicemail. Man, weirdos. <laughs> <Especially> <laughs> the end is when I have an itch in the bottom of my foot and I can't even itch it because I always have my shoes on. <laughs> and sometimes I just want to basically cut a hole in the bottom of
1: my shoe. And just cut the itch spot out. Take I off hate, your shoes
2: shoe. I hate shoes in general. Hate shoes in general. Take off your shoe and scratch it, you dummy. Like <laughs> I
1: mean, what what do you have? Like high tops on? You uh, unlace them and then take it off. I know it's a giant pain in the it's ass. A process. Yeah. There should be like
2: a button you can hit. Like, like a little thing shoots up and tickles see, your feet.
1: <laughs> see, my problem exactly is with oh, scratching. Like if I got an itch on the bottom of my foot. My feet are super ticklish. Like, I will tickle my own feet and it drives me insane. So, (laughs) you you have to be really slow and very deliberate, even when it's myself scratching my own foot. It's really stupid and I hate it. Let's check out one more
2: voicemail.
1: Hot take. My husband and I were at a concert last weekend, and it just gets me so mad. People who stand up at concerts right in front of you, if we're all standing, that's one thing, or if it's the encore or whatever, but this is, you know, if we're all sitting, we should all be sitting. If we're all standing, we
2: should all be standing. But the one guy, the biggest guy standing up in front of you with his little cell phone out waving in the air, I mean, I know it's fine, he's excited, but he's not the show. We paid money for the show. People who stand too. at concerts mm-hmm. should be kicked out of
1: concerts. Well, first of all, I was just trying to get a good shot from that <laughs> show that we were at. No. <laughs> oh, I, I feel bad because I'm taller than yeah. like short people. But also, at the same point, you're allowed to stand and do whatever the hell you want in your seat, man. I'm sorry.
2: I think concerts, I mean, unless it's like an opera or something along those lines, for the most part, I just assume everyone's going to stand to enjoy the band.
0: Yeah. Right, and I, I wonder what what concert I know. And, and, and where it was. Agreed, you know, like if, if you're on the the third balcony at the Paramount, you probably shouldn't be standing. Yeah, call, <laughs> so call, yeah. There, like if if you really want that, buy a seat closer up, you know, where you know people are going to be standing. Yeah, yeah. You know, on, on on some level, it's, it's in and what yeah, what concert and and where you are, but it, it'd be hard to tell. Just from that voicemail, like, you know, are you in the third row and expecting to sit down? Come on, you're at the wrong
2: concert. Is it a rock show? (laughs) Is it a folky, weird, you know, singer-songwriter show? Because a lot of times I do this also at football games. I I like to stand while watching the Hawks when I used to go to the games. But if the people behind me aren't standing, I always feel bad. Mm -hmm. So I always gauge it. I watch if If the row in front of me is standing, I'm standing. If the row in front of me is not standing, I'm like, all right, well, maybe I should figure this out. You know, look around me. And if I'm, I don't want to be that one guy that's standing and being in a, being yeah. a person that someone would leave a voicemail about. But <laughs> I mean, I had that happen though once at a Ben Folds 5 show. And I've shared that before where I was at, I think it was either the Moore or the Paramount. And, uh, you know, there were good seats, but there was obviously, you know, I was maybe like 20 or 30 rows back. And all of a sudden I get tapped on the shoulder and the person, like the, the lady a couple rows behind me is like, Hey, could you sit down? I can't see. And I'm looking around. I'm like, everyone else is standing around me. I don't know what to tell you. And you're like, no. And I finally said, no. And then she kept bugging me. And I was like, look, lady, I'm at a concert. Leave me alone! But it's like st- stand on your seat, lady. Come on,
1: right, right. Like I can't help it if you're shorter than me. I, Switch seats with your taller boyfriend or husband or whatever the hell you had. I mean, there's different ways to go about it. Like at GA shows, I try my best to
2: kind of stand right in front of the soundboard. Hey, mm-hmm. I like standing there because I think, well, if this is what the sound guy is basing the sound on. Oh, it's probably the best call, sounding yeah. spot in the in the whole venue. And also, I know that I'm not standing in the way of anyone. Uh, But, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. And then I'm always like looking around, like, I don't want to be that guy that's. You know, because I'll I'll lean down to see what my wife is seeing, and I'm like, "Oh, that sucks."
1: Yeah, and that's like usually usually with me, it'll be like I'll be standing in front of my wife, so to make sure that like I can like position myself so I know that she can see in between other people, and then also I can see as well. Yeah, but then I'm also like I'm super stationary if I'm like ga, like I don't like going anywhere, so people can recognize, hey, there's a tall guy standing right here. Move around the tall fat guy, and then you'll be able to see the show. Like I don't move. <laughs> Hot take. I'm <laughs> making it easier on everybody, man. <laughs>
2: well, cool. I think um, I think we're ready to ra- get rocking. Anything else going on in your world? Any shows coming up, JT? Ah, uh, no. Actually, I got a, 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 a couple couple weeks off, and then the, the the
0: tribute bands will be back. We're up at Tulalip for Veterans Day weekend, uh, Saturday, November. Uh, 11th, mm-hmm. yes, November 10th, whatever, whatever the Saturday is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, up there with the, the Washington Black, uh, Pearl Jam tribute, uh, oh, w- that's Wicked Garden, uh the, oh, Stone the Couple Pilots, yeah. uh, the Nevermind, the Nirvana tribute, the Saturday is the 10th, Saturday, Saturday the 10th, yes. yeah, that's pretty so, awesome. And uh, with Tulalip Casino, we raise money for uh, the Wounded Warrior Project, uh, we do it every Veterans Day. Uh, last year, Tulalip matched donations, and I think we were at like 22, 20, over $20,000 raised Jeez, from man. the people there, and then the matching donation of, of So Wow. Yeah,
2: it's, it's, uh, that's a, incredible. You know, g-
0: great, great music for a great cause up Absolutely.
2: There. Wow, that's really freaking cool. Now, if you had to put together a tribute band, obviously you have all the time in the world we'll to do another <laughs> tribute, sure. but if you were going to put together another tribute band, what would the tribute band be for? Uh...
0: Personally, yes, uh, just
2: to satisfy JT, <laughs> <need. laughs> just,
0: just, just to, to to satisfy Wow, what would it? Um, I mean, like maybe t- do do a cross because if you can find someone to be able to do both these bands, but do like an, an Aerosmith and Guns N' Roses, yes, uh, Ooh. T- together so you can kind of just mix it up and, and go with Guns N' you know, some some history of you know, play, like Mama <laughs> Kin that both both bands have done. Uh, both of those, you know, like a obviously raw bluesy rock tributes. It, yeah, it, it, extra ex, add more guitar, and I will be happy. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. My first
2: one I was like, what would I want to be? I was like, probably GNR. Appetite only, maybe a couple songs off of the user Illusions. But for the most part, I would just yeah, want just to, to do like an Appetite era GNR thing. And then the other one, I remember for the longest time, Thrill and I talked about this forever. We just never got off our ass and made it happen. We wanted to do a Mother Love Bone tribute band and we thought it would have been amazing. This is forever ago, and then now there's Stargazer. Yep. And they're phenomenal and they're doing it way better than we would have done it. So I'm glad that they're out there. So <laughs> shout out to those guys. If you ever have a chance, I keep meaning to go check them out. I'm hoping I'm going to see them the next time they play, but they're a great tribute band as well. Whoever, if you were doing
1: a tribute band, uh, Typo Negative. Oh, yeah. 100%, man. Like, I'll play drums on that. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll sing terribly, but that'll be Perfect. fine. And I'll also pose for a play girl. <laughs>
2: that would be funny I'm glad that's yeah the tribute band <laughs> that's
0: a the lot. tribute band edition here we go
2: it's the full tribute <laughs> <laughs> would you use a prosthetic ah uh, yes absolutely <laughs> uh, so again just uh you know I, I rumor ha- not rumor has it it looks like it's gonna happen there will be a bruiser Brody show happening in December Ooh. Uh, I know I was talking with uh, Glenn about it we'll have more information probably next time Glenn's on to early to talk. Christmas but it's a nice little tribute show that's uh, for a, a good friend of uh, everyone so that will be happening sometime in December. I, I mentioned I put let the cat out of the bag that January nineteenth. People to save the date. Save, the date. Save, save the, the date. save the date. Bruce and Brody is going to be rocking your face off. Face. And then uh, we're going to have our record out in November. But if you're a Kickstarter uh, pledger, you should be uh, getting that sometime in the near future. Uh, we're putting everything together, like JT said, waiting for the T-shirts uh, and getting to put together all the packages and send them on out. And we thank everybody big time for for pledging. And if you do have a chance and you have an extra couple bucks, please pledge money towards Glenn's Kickstarter for his solo record. He is almost there. I think mm-hmm. he's uh, about seven hundred some dollars yeah. away from fulfilling the the, the needed amount. Otherwise, it doesn't get funded. So, yep,
1: less than two weeks, I think, or 15 close days. 15 days. So, just a little bit over that, but get to it. The final push. It's real, man. Let's make it happen. All right, let's get on out of here.
2: Uh, JT, thank you for swinging by, man. Yeah, hey, man. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. And uh, we'll be back next week. Glenn will be here. And I believe next week, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I always talk about my buddy Tavis. Yeah. Tavis is coming in, and he's bringing in Andy Kimura. Uh, the two of them are doing stuff in the, the martial arts world. Oh. Andy is the son of Taki Kimura. And if anybody is a Bruce Lee fanatic, you'll probably know that name because Taki was Bruce Lee's best man. He was also wow. the only person that Bruce said can continue to teach his form of martial oh, arts. the Jeet Kune, 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 Kune Do. Yeah. So cool. Andy, in turn, is also able to teach it. So there's a lot of stuff going on where you can now finally go somewhere to learn that style of karate. Cool. So it's going to be a fun conversation. Tavis is always a blast. He's, he's a great friend, and he did so much for us with the Bruiser Brody stuff, uh, drum teching, uh, and just being a, a, a positive force and making sure I got home when I was wasted for many <laughs> Bruiser Brody shows. Uh, so that'll be, in a, uh, that'll be next week. Until then, as always, stay positive.